Welcome to the first episode of This Week in Cache Valley, where we review events, restaurants, and movies to give people a reason to come to Cache Valley. <laughs> you can watch movies anywhere! Yeah, but sometimes you just need a chill night in in the valley, you know what I mean? So that's kind of the idea behind it. We'll review local <laughs> restaurants. <laughs> What's funny is that I think I've explained this idea to Kenzie like three or four different times. And this is the time that she busts up laughing about it. But granted, I did lead into that a little bit bad. So anyway, basically, we were partnering up with Bronson Tyker and McKay Jensen uh, to do this. And we were just kind of thinking that there's a lot of things to do around Cash Valley. And people often come here for business or whatever else throughout the summer. Or you're a student and it's your first time living here for the summer and there's not a lot going on at the university. And we just wanted to um, basically just give you things to do or ideas. And the reason behind the movies is just that sometimes you really do just need a chill night in. And so we want to just review a movie that would be a good, you know, weekend watch for you. So anyway, uh, we will dive into more details of the episode soon. But first, uh, Mackenzie and I uh, are going to review a local restaurant that we have loved ever since we moved here and one that we would highly recommend, and it is the Thai House. So without further ado, here is our review. Hello. Welcome to our review of the Thai House. <laughs> Logan, Utah. Yeah, yeah. So, Kenzie, do you know when the Thai house uh, started? <laughs> no, do you? No, it's actually not on here, but their Facebook page dates back to its first picture at 2016. I'm going to assume it's older than that, though. I'm sure it's older than that. Yeah, I just... They got shrimp there? They got shrimp there, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, we don't know um, exactly how old it is, but I think it's been around Cache Valley for quite some time, for sure. I mean, I first came up here in 2015, and I feel like I've seen it. Um, But I can't find a lot of information on them online past uh, a Facebook page and a Google My Business listing. But they have uh, an incredible amount of good reviews. And I think we would definitely add to that. But it is located at 51 West, 200 South, here in Logan, Utah. Um, Kenzie, what would you say, like, compared to the other Thai food places that you've eaten at, really like kind of sets this one apart well here's the deal i'm not an expert on thai food i feel like i am a little bit of an expert on pad thai (laughs) um because i know since spence and i've been together we have tried a lot of thai places Mm mm-hmm um, cause pad thai is one of my favorite foods and I'm not lying when I say this, Thai house has the best tofu pad thai I have had. Period. Period. And I don't know what it is that sets it apart. It just, it feels like it's just really classic because some of the places we went in Utah County felt like they were trying to, like, embellish it a little bit more. Somewhat, yeah. And I didn't like that. Like, I just want a super classic pad thai, and they deliver, 
every time. Exactly. And we actually went there on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got the tofu pad thai. Yeah. And uh, what would you say, like, spiciness level? Because you go all the way to the top. But, but would I you do. say that they actually so, make it? Yeah. So they do their spicy between a one and four. Four being the spiciest. I don't know. I I know one of the first times we went there, I asked them how spicy it was. And they were like, oh, four is just so, so spicy. And I was like, okay, I guess give me a three. Like, <laughs> I don't want to die. And then three wasn't bad at all. And so this time I got a four, which I don't know if I usually do or not. Um, But this time I got a four. And I don't think it's spicy, like, at all. (laughs) Yeah, Kenzie actually gave some to our six-month-old son, Graham, which made me a little nervous because here's the thing. I'm getting to the point with Graham, and I know this is kind of distracting from the overall review of the Thai house. I do not handle spicy food very well. Kenzie does. Now, um, Graham looks... Well, Graham looks just like you, correct? Yeah. Graham acts just like you. I don't like spinning. Graham loves spinning. Graham likes to be dropped from places. Not that we drop him like far. We always catch him. Don't worry. It's not anything weird like that. But um, anyway, I'm just wondering at what point does he start distributing? Like, where's my 50% of the DNA? (laughs) So I was a little nervous giving him the spicy food, wondering if that's where it kicks in. But he kept it in his mouth just fine. Now, granted, he's pooped more in the past two days than I think he has in his whole six months of life. So it's possibly in there, but he at least liked the taste of the spice. So It's not very spicy, though. Like, I'm I'm not mm-hmm. even just saying that. Yeah, I mean, I always get the one spicy on the chicken pad thai, and I do think it's amazing. Yeah. And I also think that this last time we went there, because I feel like every time we've gone there, the proportions have been different. <laughs> and we always do the takeout. Like, we rarely eat inside the restaurant. Um, which it is, I think it's actually a pretty nice place to eat overall. We used to, but then COVID hit. And so that's oh, when we yeah. started doing takeout. takeout. Yeah. Which but, is super convenient and nice. Like they're yeah. really good about takeout. Yeah. And I do feel like it's a fairly clean restaurant. Um, it's really like, it's in an old house, which is kind of cool. I don't know. I feel like that's how most Thai places are in Utah in general, but I really, I thought that it was really clean, nice. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know, so a lot of people in their reviews here describe it as homey. <laughs> um, probably because it's in a home. But yeah, most of the reviews. So there's 496 reviews on Google at a 4.3 rating. I would say it's pretty great. Um, yeah, all in all, uh, spiciness, I'm okay with it at the one shake. Kenzie always goes four. It's um, not spicy, you guys. And she says it's not, but, you know, maybe be warned. I, I guess... can't actually give that accurate a review of it. But at least this last time, portion-wise, incredible. And they didn't really mix in all the weird vegetables on top of it like some places do. Ultimately, I felt like it's You like a solid being able to pick thai. them out? Somewhat. Um, beyond just pick them out, it always bugs me when you just have, like, here's a whole pound of onion on top of your pad thai, and hey... Why don't you try the green things that always come on it, too, that no one knows what they are? (laughs) (laughs) And you probably do. I just don't. (laughs) Anyway, I think that they actually do a really good job of just kind of giving it straight. You always get a side of white rice. Mm -hmm. I tried one other dish there once. I don't even remember what it was. Oh, yeah. I I wasn't feeling very well. 
I think to it begin was with. one of the curries. Yeah, and I just I but wasn't didn't a huge it have fan. like pineapple in it or something? It had a weird like I thought it was pineapple, but I don't know what it was. It I just think wasn't it was pineapple. great. Anyway, I so I would recommend pad thai there above all else because that's what we've had. It's literally all we've had. <laughs> I mean, all I've had. And that is the highest review that we could give it. Um, but yeah, um, ultimately, as far as this goes, uh, if what you about were, price wise? Like, do you feel like it's fair price wise? That's a good one to bring up right there. Yeah, you listen to more of these food review podcasts than I do. So. I listen to a lot. Yeah, so. <laughs> Price-wise, I actually think it is really fair. It's about, I would say, like 10 bucks a plate as far as Pad Thai goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a little bit under, right? Yeah, because you always get a side of rice, so that adds yeah. a little bit more to it. But I just kind of think uh, our usual bill is like 23 bucks, I think. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's somewhere you know in there. Um, I know that a lot of people when they go to Thai places want to get like a mango sticky rice and things. And I don't know what their dessert prices are, but I do feel like the 10 bucks a plate to add on like one dessert, uh, it's it's probably going to be worth it. You know, I don't think they're going to overcharge too much on it. And I think that uh, all in all, even if you don't enjoy it so much, at least you can enjoy the fact that it wasn't, you know, a super expensive date night. Or a super expensive meal for you. Yeah. And I think that it's a great place to hit up in Cache Valley. And uh, um, what would you give as far as just like an overall review? Like, I don't know what we're supposed to do. Like, what does Cache Valley have that we could really rate? Um, You know what I like mean? Like, compare it to? Well, no, I just mean, like, Doughboys likes to do, like, a four fork or whatever kind of restaurant. Uh, yeah. Well, so I'm just trying to think of... We'll come up with one eventually. Um, let's give our fake Michelin stars. How many Michelin stars would you give? I don't... How many Michelin stars do they usually... Like, what's it out of? Well, I don't know. We we don't give Michelin stars out. Can we just give it a normal out of five star rating? Like, All right, fine. Out of like five Google? stars. Yeah. What would you give it? I would give it... Out of five stars, I would give it like a 4.6. 4.6? Because I do feel like I honestly would like it to be more spicy. But um, they do their tofu really well, which I don't eat meat. Um, Spencer eats lean meat, lean meat, white meat. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I really like going places and getting their tofu. I feel like that's a really good sign of like how good a restaurant is mm-hmm. for me just because it is hard to do tofu yeah um and theirs is really good yeah. and like i said it's classic like they do it really really well i think that they're from thailand the yeah. people who own it they are um which i've never been there so i don't know like what it i don't know mm-hmm. what authentic pad thai is really like but i just i really like it i'd give it a 4.6 i think yeah um i think that's pretty good i would probably go a little bit like honestly i would go 4.9 oh i'm pretty easy going for the most part Mm -hmm. and i also just kind of feel like i only ever had the one bad thing there but i've never been disappointed in either price or quality 
Like or quantity for that matter, like yeah, the servings are sizes are pretty big. Yeah, there's only okay. So there was one time we got the takeout, and it was at the heart of COVID, and I felt like it came in a tiny, like really really tiny dish beyond what I've seen before, oh. and for the same price of what we normally do. So that one kind of bugged me, but I don't um, remember that. I think that was honestly just something COVID related. Um, but ultimately, I think it's a pretty fair price. Um, obviously, more expensive than like a McDonald's or fast food place, but you get yeah, a lot if and you it's wanna go, better quality. I feel it, so. Yeah, if you want to go have like a little date night, go mm-hmm. out, eat, or even just get takeout. Um, pretty solid. Yeah, it's super solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, ultimately, here's what they have just on their Google My Business listing to wrap up. Um. They're authentic Thai cuisine, Logan, Utah. Uh, Low-key, easygoing restaurant offering simple and traditional Thai dishes and casual digs. Um, They say mask required. I've been in there without one. I think it's okay. Uh, If you're into teas, say they got a great tea selection. Uh, Popular for solo dining if you're up here alone. Um, (laughs) They're wheelchair accessible wheelchair everything it looks like good comfort food quick bite vegetarian options if you're into it uh i think it is easier to make something healthy there if you're uh, kind of feeling that and uh all in all casual cozy atmosphere for pretty great thai food we'd recommend it be sure to check it out if you're uh stopping here in cache valley and in the mood for some good thai cuisine yep sounds good all right good job spence Good job, Kenzie, and uh, we'll send it back to the studio to talk more about what's going on this week in Cache Valley. Hi, my name is Bronson Teichert. I am super excited to be working together with Spencer and McKay and everyone else on this podcast. I've really wanted to work with Spencer for a really long time on something like this, so I finally had my chance. So my assignment for this podcast is covering activities and events uh, to do in Cache Valley. You know, last year with COVID, we weren't able to do a lot. So I made a goal at the beginning of this year to enjoy the outdoors more, go to as many events and activities as I can. So I think that works perfectly for what we're going for for this podcast. Uh, So what I want to talk about this first week is Summerfest. So if you haven't heard of Summerfest, it's a... this festival that has fine art and products from mostly local people. You have everything from paintings, photography, honey producers, pottery, toy makers, jewelry, and even furniture. There's just way too many to name. But uh, Summerfest has great food with tons of food trucks and vendors. And they also have headliner concerts each evening, which is super fun and creates a very festive feel to, ver- to everything. I should also say that What's really cool about this is all the vendors are carefully selected for quality and variety, so uh, you won't be disappointed for all the booths that you can go walk around and see. So this year, the Summerfest is actually at the fairgrounds, which I was a bit worried about at first because in the past, it's been held at the Tabernacle in downtown Logan. And what was really cool is all the stores in downtown Logan along Main Street and, and all those shops set up on the sidewalk. Uh, in downtown, and I've just always loved that atmosphere. Uh, but right now, there's construction going on at the Tabernacle, and so that's why they've moved it this year to the fairgrounds. Uh, I do feel bad for those businesses in downtown, so hopefully they can make up for that. But one of the reasons I was worried about the fairgrounds is because I didn't want it to seem like a county fair. 
And I will say, uh, I went this year and I really didn't get that feeling. In fact, it was really nice to have all that space where the lawn at the tabernacle can actually get pretty crowded. Um, so this year we went to the first night just as things were getting started, uh, but there was still a good amount of people there and it looked like most of the booths were set up. I went with my wife and son and my brother and sister-in-law and their daughter. Uh, both of our kids are almost two years old, so they had a great time looking at all the toys and really loved the wooden toy shop. In fact, we uh, we had we spent way more time there and we could have spent a lot of money there, that's for sure. But what I really loved were the local photographers and painters and everything they had on display. My favorite part was uh, probably the, like the landscapes or the local landmarks and buildings of Cache Valley. Uh, so it really has, you know, they're really playing to their audience, obviously, and it's really fun to see that in their work. Um, another awesome thing about Summerfest is outside of the people actually selling their work, there is a competition for art and photography. So if you're good at one of those, you should enter because I think there's some really cool cash prizes and I'm pretty sure that, uh, you can buy some of those, you know, those paintings and those photos as well after the competition is over. So, you know, if you get a winner, it's probably pretty good quality. And I don't know if they've done this in the past, but this year they had an entire section of like easels where anyone can go and paint or draw and then you hang up your art on the little enclosure that they have. Um, it looked like mostly kids were actually drawing and painting, but it was kind of a fun idea, I thought, to further involve the community with uh, a summer fest, you know, a festival where it's a lot of it is art based. You know, Summerfest is something that my family and I look forward to every year. And we were especially sad that they had to cancel last year because of COVID. So I think it was even more special this year just because of that. It was great to see, you know, the community out and and doing stuff, walking around, interacting, and, you know, just another confirmation that life is kind of getting back to normal. But I would totally recommend going, even if you don't want to buy anything, I think it's just a, a great atmosphere to be in and it's just a great a community event and a great opportunity to support local businesses. So I would highly recommend it. Thank you very much, Bronson, for that. Summerfest definitely sounds like a blast and honestly, we're releasing this a little later than I thought we would. But, um, you know, whether it's this year or next year, definitely go hit up Summerfest and see for yourself exactly what Bronson was talking about. And uh, with that, you know, uh, as far as seeing things goes, uh, there's a lot of new movies out right now. And one of those in particular is the movie Cruella, uh, actually playing in theaters, which is huge, kind of showing uh, we're, we're nearing the end of this pandemic. And with that, our very own McKay Jensen decided to review Cruella, and he even saw it in theaters. So check out his experience with it all now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a movie review with McKay. Really happy to be doing this review and happy to be working with Bronson and Spencer. Um, so today I'm going to be reviewing Cruella. Um, and this is like the first big movie for me to be back in theaters. Um, I'd seen some reruns of some old movies in theaters, like some Die Hard and Karate Kid, and that was super fun to be in theaters to watch those. But this is the first time I felt like being back from the pandemic and watching a movie in theaters. I was sitting elbow to elbow with people, and there was just kind of that old energy of being back at the movie theaters. That was so fun. Um, so with Cruella... Um, 
to start off, I really don't like a lot of live action remakes. Um, but with that being said, I had a lot of fun at Cruella. I was not expecting it at all, and I thought it was going to be pretty unoriginal. And some parts were, but for the most part, I really enjoyed Cruella. Um, the director of this movie actually directed the movie I, Tanya, if you saw that, um, which I highly recommend. I love that movie. I was not expecting so much greatness out of I, Tanya, but I absolutely loved it. Um, it's about Tanya Harding, and it just has such a different style to it. So go see I, Tanya. But anyways, we're talking about Cruella. Um, I heard someone describe Cruella as a heist movie, but with some Devil Wears Prada flair in it. And I feel like that perfectly encompasses what Cruella is. Um, if we go and look at the scores that um, Cruella got, on IMDb it got 7.4 out of 10, which is a decent for most movies. And I'll, I'm kind of expecting that to go down a little bit. Um, Rotten Tomatoes got 74%, but the audience score of 94%. And I feel like that's kind of how it's been with people I've talked to. Um, yeah, it missed the mark in some areas, but it's just a really fun movie to go watch in person. You just got to go to theaters and just enjoy the experience of the pandemic coming near an end and just being back in the theaters. Um on Letterboxd, it got a score of 3.6 out of 5, and that's kind of right on target with where I'd give it. I'd probably give this movie about a 4 out of 5 is what I gave it on my Letterboxd, which you should follow me on Letterboxd. Um, it's at M-C-J-E-N-S, McJens. I love putting up movie reviews, and I love people following me, so be sure to give me a follow. Um, I just wanted to read some of the reviews that I saw of Cruella that I thought was really funny, especially this one. Let me go ahead and read this one by Siegel. Um, that's his letterbox name or her letterbox name. They said, five ladies walked into this showing late and spent a few minutes continually changing their seats and whispering loudly to each other. They finally got settled in and then this kid started making noise. One of the women got up, walked over to him and said, please shut the up. The kid's mom yelled at her and called her a white trash Then she called back and called her fat. A major shouting match broke out. They walked out and continued fighting each other right outside. At this point, half the audience got up and decided to watch them instead of the movie. I was sitting all the way in back, so I was able to do both. Then, then I heard the sound of a taser. The mom tased the other lady. The woman stormed back into the theater, grabbed her child, still holding the taser, and rushed out so fast. About a minute later, the movie paused and soon the cops showed up. They listened to all of our accounts and then the theater manager offered us refunds or to just go into the next showing. The movie was alright, but the experience was unforgettable. Living in New York City is so much fun. <laughs> and I actually read this review before I went and saw the movie, so... I kind of went in hoping something crazy would happen. <laughs> and then just one more negative review that I thought was funny. It says, the rare movie that leaves you thinking, that would have been much better if Emma Stone had murdered a lot of dogs. <laughs> uh, while I don't agree with that, I I really had fun in this movie, and I thought Emma Stone killed it. I thought there was just a lot of neat shots that they had done. Um, and I'm just a big fan of Emma Stone. I get she has a lot of hate. Um, by some people, but I, I liked her personally, and there's just one monologue that I thought she killed it. Um, a little bit cheesy, one for the family for sure, and I liked the direction it took with Cruella and not being just another Disney prequel. 
So go check it out in theaters and give me a follow on Letterboxd at McGents. Thank you again to Bronson and McKay and everybody involved in producing and making this podcast. It really is such a pleasure to get to give Cash Valley a little bit more exposure and get to uh, really let people know that it's a pretty awesome place to visit, especially during the summer months. And uh, anyway, we hope that you enjoyed this week's edition of This Week in Cash Valley. And please tune in next week. Until next time, I'm Spencer Holsey. And for Bronson Tyker, McKay Jensen, and everyone else in the production team, thank you and good night.